Good morning and welcome to Better Life Church. We want to welcome everybody here this morning at the Moorhead campus. And also, we want to welcome everybody at our Grayson campus. Come on, can we get up our Grayson campus? Yes. And we want to welcome everyone watching online and across the world. Thank you so much for tuning in what God is doing right here in this region. You know, we kicked off this series. Pastor Trevor kicked it off uh, a few weeks ago talking about worship. This series is based on worship. It's called All in Wonder. And we talked about basically worship is just not music. Um, worship is a lifestyle, how you worship the Lord throughout the week, throughout the day, how you serve Him. And, and he kicked off an amazing, amazing job uh, talking about that. We also, the next week, we talked about we just don't worship on Sundays. We worship throughout the week. And the best way to worship throughout the week is in community. And so what we decided to do is we launched our fall groups and we put together a package, a box. And all that we ask you to do is add your friends to the mix, makes a six-week commitment, and we believe that you can worship God with your friends, with your family, outside of church. And listen to me, we saw over 160 people take a box to say, hey, I want to be part of leading a movement, no matter if that's all the way in Louisa, uh, to, to Maysville, to, to Vanceburg, to Sandy Hook, didn't matter. So we want to start, be part of the movement. And we don't want to just worship on Sunday. We want to worship throughout the week. And that was amazing. The very next week, we talked about that you can worship God by serving. And one of the greatest things that Jesus says, I've come, is to serve. And if we want to be like Jesus, we serve. And that day, we, it was amazing. We had almost 200 people text the word worship to 797979 who says, I want to jump in the life track because I want to serve my God through the local church, which was amazing. But last week was my favorite. And the reason why it's my favorite is because last week, listen, we saw Jesus save over 15 people. Is that not amazing? Come on. That people crossed from death to life, which was so, so awesome to see. And I love what the scripture says in the Psalms. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. No matter what you brought in here today, he is worthy of our praise. No matter what circumstances you may face, he is worthy of our praise. In fact, I, I see that some of you this morning, this sense at both of our locations, that, that you um, are held back from praising God, that you are held back from, from worship. Something is in you, holding you back from worshiping the Lord. And the devil doesn't expect you to worship God when you're going through a hard time. And some of you right now, you are going through a hard time. You've heard the words, I don't love you no more. You've heard the words that I, I don't want to be with you no more. You've heard the, maybe the words that, hey, I'm sorry, but our job is let go and you've been let go of a job. You, your heart hurt because you have a child that's gone sideways. Something the doctor said is like, I just doesn't look good for you right now. And that we need to take some next step. And, and when you hear words like that, that's hard to praise the Lord. And the devil doesn't expect you to praise God in the hard times. But I'm here to tell you that your praise has the power to perform miracles in your life. Does anybody in the house believe that this morning? You believe it. Praise has the power to do and perform miracles in your life. And if it, that is true, which I believe it's true, I believe that is true. Think about this then how many miracles would you see in your life based off of your praise? If praising God performs miracles in my life, how many miracles would you be seeing in your life right now based upon your praise? See, most of us, we don't praise Him like we should praise Him. In fact, that's the whole title today of my message is the power of your praise. And so if you have your Bibles, go with me to Acts chapter 16. 
because this is a beautiful story of the power that your praise has, not only in your life, but in the people around you. And this is an amazing story that's going to just kind of walk us through this. And, and, and so in Acts chapter 16, let me give you some background what's happening. Paul and Silas is walking the streets. They're preaching Jesus, Christ crucified, rose from the dead, saves your life, just repent of your sins and put your faith in him. Well, the Bible tells us, you could go back and read this, this is context, that there's this little slave girl who was demon possessed. She had a spirit within her that somehow she was able to look and predict something about the future in your life. So Paul is walking through the streets preaching Jesus Christ crucified, repent of your sins, give your life to Jesus. This little slave girl would follow them around all day long saying these guys are the servants of the Most High God and they're here to tell you how to be saved. So imagine this. Every single day you're in the streets and now you're harassed by this spirit that's in this girl and everyone sees it and hears it. Every time she, she's trolling them everywhere they go, they're the servants of the Most High God. They're here to tell you how to be saved. Finally, Paul's like, I had enough of this. Paul turns around and rebukes the demon and the demon flees from the little girl and now she no longer can predict the future and the owner of this little girl is furious because she was his 401k. I mean, that's how he was going to retire. The Bible says that he was banking on her to make him wealthy. And now his way of living, of making money is gone because Paul rebuked the demon in this girl. Now, could you imagine that? So all of a sudden, this guy grabs Paul and Silas and they take them to a bunch of, of people like it's like a mob would go around and try their best to throw them into jail. So we pick up with this story in Acts 16, verse 22. If you're ready to get started, say, let's go. All right, here we go. Verse 22. A mob quickly formed around against Paul and Silas. Why? He just rebuked the demon in the girl. The owner's throwing a fit because he can't make no more money. The city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. And they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure, bro, you better not let them escape. Don't let them escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon. Everybody say inner. It's the basement. It's the, it's the dead center of the dungeon. It's in the basement. And it said he clamped their feet to stocks, chained them to a wall. Bro, you ain't going nowhere. You're stuck. Not only in jail, you're in the basement of the jail. Verse 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were praising. They were getting the praise on. And the other prisoners were listening. They weren't praising. They weren't singing. They didn't know that you're supposed to do the first, second, skip the third stanza, go to the fourth, where all my hymn people are. I know what I'm talking about. I always felt sorry for the third stanza in a hymn book because it never got sung. But let's keep reading. But the old dead people, they're probably upset now because you didn't read and sing the third stanza. They were singing, verse 26, and suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. Listen, I know you love Elvis in the house, but this is the first jailhouse rock. Right here it is in the Bible. The first jailhouse rock happens right here. And then all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner, every one of them, fell off. All because Paul and Silas decided to start to praise him. 
And I read through this. I have a question. What chains are holding you back from praising God this morning? What chains in your life are holding you down to give God glory and to give God praise? What chain? What addiction? What situation? What person? What health issue? What is it that's holding you back, that's chained you down from you giving praise to God? Because I'm here to tell you this. Here's my first thing I want to share with you. Is that the power of the, the praise coming out of you has the power to break the chains on you that hold you down. And the reason why some of you are held down these chains is because you ain't praising. You see, praising has the power to break the chains that hold you back. And so many people, especially on Sunday morning, something's holding you back. Something's holding you from getting your praise on. Well, pastor, you don't know my circumstance. You don't know my situation. I promise you, you ain't been beaten with rods and chained in a dungeon in jail. Praise him. Praise him. He is worthy of your praise. What chains are holding you back from praising him this morning? I'm not being light of your circumstance. I know that hurts. I know that's tough. I know there's things that you're wondering, why did life deal me this card, like this hand? I don't want it. And, and you question God. And you have uh, um, things that may be even against God. But I'm here to tell you, if you would just stop to praise him, stop and just praise him. I'm telling you, the change in your life begin to fall off. Keep reading verse, uh, verse 27 here. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. I was reading this this morning. I had this thought. Not only does the power of praise break chains, but watch this. The power of the praise coming out of you has the potential to open doors in front of you. Some of you right now, you're in closed doors. And like, I want God to open a door. And should I do this? And should I go? Listen, start praising him. And the praise come out of your mouth, begin to open doors. That was a free point. So let's keep going. Verse 27. And he said, he drew his sword. The jailer drew his sword to kill himself. Now, why would he do that? Because you're going, oh my gosh, that's just crazy. Because the jailer was ordered, do not let these men escape. And he knows that if they come back, the warden, and they've escaped, he's dead. And he said, I'd rather take my life than the Romans to kill me. So he's about to take his life. And watch this. Paul shouted, stop. Don't kill yourself. We are all here. Now, I want you to imagine that. You're in here with, with people in prison. They're chained up to walls. You're chained. You begin to praise God, earthquake happens, jailhouse rock, chains fall off, doors open, you're the jailer, and now everything has changed, which means this, the praise coming out of you has the power to change the atmosphere around you. Some of you right now, you hate your job. You can't stand your workplace. You don't like it when you go over here to school. You don't like this situation you have to go in. I'm here to tell you, if you will start praising him, it will change your atmosphere. It will change everything. That's why we ask you to come in here on Sunday morning and get ready to get your praise on. See, most of you come in here, I can't say most of you, I don't know every one of you, but a lot of people come here and they come on Sunday morning to get filled up. Man, it's been a hard week. I come into church, get my praise on, God just fill me up so I'm ready to go. But the reality, it should be like this. You should be praising God on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And watch this, now you get to come in with the jacked up family of God, right, who's been praising all week to come and get our praise on. We should be overflowing on Sunday, not coming to get filled up. It's a perspective shift. That's what praise does. 
Go to work tomorrow and start praising him. I don't like this job. I'm going to praise him anyway. And see what God starts to do. He'll begin to change your perspective. He'll begin to change your atmosphere. Some of you like, I'm chained to the God beside me. We'll start praising Jesus and see if it doesn't change your atmosphere. I'm telling you, there's power in your praise. We just got to start praising them. But we don't. Why? Because the devil lies to us. We don't think we're worthy to praise him. We feel guilt. We feel shame. We feel dirty. I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. I, I'm just mad at God. I mean, all these things, I'm here to tell you, if you want to break that change, you want to change the atmosphere of your family, of your marriage, listen, of your health situation, of your school, of your workplace, start praising him. Listen, there's somebody right now sitting on your row waiting for you to praise Jesus. Because it has the power to change this atmosphere. And when you come into an atmosphere of praise, you can't help but to get your praise on. I don't care how white you are. You just got to start moving. You know, something just within you, that's like, I got to get my praise on. That happens when God's people start praising him. So start praising him. Start praying. People around you right now need you to praise the Lord. Verse 29, the jailer. <laughs> The jailer, could you imagine this? I mean, he's like, I've been sleeping. I'm snoozing. Earthquake happened. Elvis left the building. I mean, all this crazy thing going on, all this stuff. And look what happens, verse 29. The jailer called for the lights, which means it's dark. And he ran into the dungeon, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then they brought them out. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Well, man, that took a big turn of events, didn't it? I mean, think about that. You just now shackled their feet into the basement of the dungeon, and now you're in front of them who've been set free, and you go, what must I do to be saved? I read, I read into the text this morning, and I was reading back through Acts 16, make sure to just get my mind straight back on it, reading through it, and, I, and something clicked, and, I, and I, don't, I don't know this. I can't really prove this to be true, but remember the little girl who'd walk around all day long for several days, there's the servants of the Most High Gods. They're here to tell you how to be saved. Could it be that somehow that word got back to the jailer? Or he was there, he heard of this girl say these things, and now he's seen God perform a miracle, set Paul and Silas free, and he says, if that's what it means to be saved, I want to be saved. I want the God that you have, because listen, this is an area that serves multiple gods. There are deities all over the place. And I want your God, man. If your God can bring down a house like that, set the prisoners free, I want that Jesus. I want that God. And he falls to his face and says, what must I do to be saved? Which means this. Don't miss this. The praise coming out of you has the power to change the people around you. So many of us right now, there's people around us that, man, I wish they this changed. I wish they was different. Stop praising them. Let them see God coming out of you. Let them see the praise welling up with you. Let them see you start praising God and see if it doesn't begin to change the people around you. Watch this, verse 31. How do I be saved? Like, how do I get right with God? How do I skip hell, get to go to heaven? How does that work? Look what he says. Believe. Wait, what? That's it? Believe. No catechisms? Believe. No church membership? Believe. I don't got a guy memorize Leviticus in the Old Testament and the Torah? Believe. Like, believe? Like, that's it? Just believe? Look what he says. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. 
Now, you may ask the question, what do you mean saved, Pastor? I hear people say, oh, I'm saved and sanctified. Like, what in the world does that even mean? Like, what do you mean to be saved? Here's what it means to be saved. That you have been saved from the wrath of God. And every single person who put their faith and trust in Jesus who believe will be saved from the wrath of God. Why? Because Jesus took my punishment. Jesus took my wrath that was supposed to be poured out on me. And therefore, watch this, I don't get to spend eternity in hell. I get to spend eternity in heaven because of what Jesus did in me. And he saved me. That's what it means to be saved. And look what happens. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Now what's what he says? Along with everyone in your household. How come he said that? Here's why. Let me tell you why. You show me a dad that's sold out for Jesus, following Jesus. I'll show you a whole family that's going to follow Jesus. And that's what we need to see. Is that dad sold out for Jesus, love Jesus, lead like Jesus, learn about Jesus, and go after it, man. And you show me a dad like that, his family going to follow. You and your whole household will be saved. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all those who lived in this household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer who chained them to the wall cared for them and washed their wounds. Wow. Is that I mean? Why? Because praising God will give you favor. And will bring favor. The one that changed you is now the one that serves you. Is this crazy? All because someone got before God and began to praise him. And then everyone in this household, watch this, were immediately baptized. This jailer, this Roman jailer says, I'm going to follow your Jesus. What do I got to do? You got to be baptized. And be baptized, show the world that you're part of the team. You put the jersey on. Jesus is king. Caesar ain't king anymore, bro. Caesar ain't king. Jesus is king. You ready to make that happen? I'm ready to put the jersey on. Let's get baptized. We're doing that right now after the service. And for some of you, you're not put the jersey on to show the whole world you're following Jesus. Time to be baptized right now. Right now. Let's go. They had a lady come up to me in the first service. She gave her life to Jesus. And she said, Jesus has changed my life. I said, let's go. Get baptized. She goes, I just dyed my hair and it's red. Fill the water with red hair. I don't care. Red hair don't care. You know what I'm saying? Let's baptize you right now. She said, okay, I'll be back. I don't care. Listen, we'll baptize you last. The water turned to blood. <laughs> I don't know. But you are going to get baptized. She said, I'll be back. So when you see her red hair and all get baptized, you better shout because she just gave her life to Jesus. That's what praise does. That's what it would do to your life. So what's holding you back from praising him? You go to ball games and you praise. I see you. You lose your mind, y'all. Y'all screaming at games. Raising your hands, you praise Him. You go to concerts and you praise Him. You're screaming, you're praising. You go to an event and you praise. And then you come into the house of God and you try to resist. I ain't going to lift my hands. <laughs> See you at the ball games. Woo! <laughs> I ain't going to do it for Jesus. Right? Y'all laughing because y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise Him. Listen, listen, listen. The scripture says praise the Lord at all times. And listen, and when your soul begins to praise God, your body can't help but go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you begin to praise something, be doing in your life, and like you just, you just got to start moving, man. And I know some of you don't want to raise your hand. Maybe start right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, just start right here. Like, okay, I'm starting, Lord. I surrender, right? I mean, start somewhere. But when you start to praise, your body can't help it. When your soul does it, your body begins just to move because something's just within you. That wants to praise him. And here's the reality. You will worship whatever you put worth in. And whatever you put worth in, you will worship. You put worth in that game, you'll worship it. You put worth in your job, you'll worship it. You put worth in your bank account, you'll worship it. You put worth in the relationship, you'll worship it. 
Whatever you put worth in, you'll be worship. And if God is worthy of your praise, then worship because he's worth it. He's worth it. And we should praise him. So real quick, real quick. What are some of the praise blocks that keeps us from praising him? I think that's a valid question. And if you're challenging me, Pastor, to get my praise on, and I feel like something's blocking me from doing that, what may be blocking me from praising the Lord? Real quick, let me share a few of them with you. Number one, private sin. Maybe the reason why you can't worship is because you got sin in your life. Because when you got sin in your life, you're just like Adam and Eve, you want to go run and hide. You don't want to see God to see you. You don't want God to expose that. You feel like you feel dirty. You feel shame. You feel guilty. You don't want to be in his presence. You're like, I'm going to church. Maybe God has got bypassed that on me. And you try to sneak in here. And you can sneak in here. And somebody may not see you. But God does. He knows you're here. And so maybe because you have private sin in your life is the reason why you can't praise him. Well, Pastor, how do I fix it? Very easy. Repent. Repent. Like, that's it. That's it. Repent. I already did that. It was like, like September 2nd, not, you know, 1997. I still need to repent and turn from my sin. Imagine this when you get up on Sunday mornings. Imagine you do this every single day of your life. You go and say, God, is there anything between me and you before I go into the house of the Lord and worship with your crazy family and your people? And God says, yeah, remember you shouldn't have talked to your wife that way. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have looked at it. Hey, you said that right there. And God starts putting something in your heart. Confess that. That's what repentance is. I'm going to turn from that. I'm going to confess that to the Lord. So my heart is pure when I come into the house of the Lord to praise him. to get my. So nothing's going to block me. Nothing's going to stop me. And I definitely ain't going to let sin do it. Because I'm going to praise him because he's forgiven me of all my sin. The devil's a liar trying to make me feel guilty, dirty, and shame. But he's forgiven me. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to get praised. So maybe it could be private sin that's keeping you back from praising the Lord. It could be pride. It really could just be pride. Like, I'm not going to praise because I don't want people to see me, man. People might think I'm crazy if, like, I raise my hand. We already think you're crazy. Right? I, 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 can't, get, I can't get before the Lord and raise my hand and start praising him. I, I, I hear some of the guys, I'm sitting beside my wife. She saw how I acted, the things I said to her all week. I can't get my praise on. How do I fix that? Stop talking to her that way. In fact, I tell you what, you praise God today, and I promise you it will spill over on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Get your praise on, sir. Don't let pride hold you back. Don't let pride hold you back from praising the Lord. What people think, it doesn't matter what people think. People are going to look, it don't matter what, it don't matter what people think. You get your praise on. And then real quick, here's another big one, preferences. We all have preferences. But preferences will hold you back from worshiping the Lord. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Or I didn't sing my song this morning. <laughs> there, there on that Caleb, I heard this song and I wanted this song. They got drums and guitars up on that stage. I don't sing my song. I don't know why I go to that kind of voice when I'm thinking of that. <laughs> Pray for your pastor. We well, say that, preacher. It ain't your song. It's not about you. It's not about your song or your preference when you begin to sing. It's not about a song. It's not about a style. It's about a Savior who we praise. 
Listen, listen, I'm not being mean. We all have preference, right? I mean, we all have preference. Some people want the good old time religion, good old hymn. That's awesome. That's great. That was a great season. And all this, I get, sometimes we sing songs like, okay, I'll probably want to pick that song. That's okay. But it's not about me. And we were always going to strive to fight young and be young. And people say, well, they're letting things creep into the church. There's no such thing as Christian music. A guitar is not saved. Music is not Christian. It's the lyrics that makes it Christian. And when we talk about one God who loves us, who died for us and got up out of the grave, I don't care if you have a harp, electric guitar, a key guitar. It's all about Jesus. Well, y'all do it for the young people. Well, honey, quit using your skincare. You're trying to look young anyway. Right? You're trying to stay young anyway. Why don't we do it? Because there's going to come a day and I'm going to sit here and my grandkids are going to be beside me. And I'm like, I don't like that music. It's too loud. But my son's over there. Hey, Dara. Then it's worth it. It's worth it. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. And I'm telling you what, if we would change our perspective and coming on Sunday morning, going, it ain't about me and my preference or my pride. It's about him. Listen, I can worship him. Play what you want to play, man, because I don't need no song to worship. I don't need no song to pray. He saved me. I don't have to go to hell. I'll praise him. I'll praise him, no matter what you want to sing. Praise him. Come on, we need to praise him. So here's what I suggest. I suggest that we start taking praise breaks. You take, you, you take a lunch break. Some of you still take a smoke break. Let's take a praise break. Let's take a praise break. What do you mean? Listen to what the scripture says, Psalms 119. I will praise you seven times a day. I like that. I think it's a good place to start. What if we just stopped in the middle of the day, had something on our calendar, remind us our phone, alert us every few moments, every you know, few hours. Hey, why don't you stop and give God some praise? I don't want to praise him. That's why you need to stop and give God some praise. I don't like my coworkers. Stop and give God some praise. What if you just started praising him? Could it break the chains that hold you? Could it change the atmosphere around you? Could it begin to change? Listen, praising God may not change your circumstances. It did here. It may not change your circumstances, but it will change your perspective. And now you see things different. I see my spouse differently. I see my job differently. I see my coach differently. I see my relationships differently. Because I begin to praise him. But I will tell you, until you practice the praise in private, you're not going to be practicing in public. And that's what we do all week when no one's looking. We're just going to praise the Lord, man. We're going to give him praise breaks over and over and over. In fact, listen, the greatest thing you can do is praise him. The greatest thing you can do is praise him. There is no exercise will result better for you emotionally, physically, spiritually, I'm telling you, mentally, than you practicing the art of praising him. Because when you begin to praise him, it will heal you. I love what C.S. Lewis wrote. You don't have to worry about who he is. He was a cool dead guy now. But C.S. Lewis wrote this. He says, praise is the inner health made audible. Praise is what God has done in here made audible. I'm just going to make it audible what God is doing in my life. And maybe, listen, maybe the reason why you can't praise him is because you don't know him. Like you know about him but you don't know him. Intellectually, you have it here, but you don't have it here. And so my question to you is, do you have the right belief? What must I do to be saved? Believe. 
I believe. Do you have the right belief? Well, what do you mean? I didn't know there was different beliefs. If you say you believe in Jesus and it's never changed your life, then you have the wrong belief. Because that word believe means I believe something with everything so radical within me, it alters and changes my life. If your life has not been changed, you have the wrong belief. See, the Bible says that even the devil believes. Even the demons believe. And they're not going to spend eternity in heaven. So you could have the right belief, you could have the belief and be the wrong one. Do you have the right belief? What's the right belief? A right belief means I surrender to you. See, that's what the devil never wants to do is bow his knee to the Lord because of pride. The devil became the devil because of pride. That's why God says, I hate pride and hate proud. I'll oppose the proud, but I'll give grace to those who humble themselves, who says, I surrender. You are Lord, I am not, and I give my life to you. I'm gonna repent of my sin, believe you died for me. You took God's wrath for me and now I'll follow you. That's it, that's it. That is just too stinking easy. That's called grace. That's called grace. I mean, it really, that's the only way? Why did God make it so narrow so you wouldn't miss it? See, Jesus is not a way. He's not even the best way. He's the only way to the Father. So ask yourself, do I have the right belief? And if the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes to see that you're just like the jailer who falls to your face and says, what must I do to be saved? Believe. And give your life to Jesus. I'm going to ask you what about your hands. Just like this morning at both campuses, We've seen people give their life to Jesus. Will you give your life to Jesus this morning? See, sitting there this morning, there's so much power in your praise that someone sent beside you, God could use you by praising Him to help set people around you free because they need to be in the atmosphere and environment where God just speaks so clearly to them. And if the Lord has spoken to you this morning to give your life to Jesus at both of our locations or watching online, let's go. Just pray with me. Now listen, saying a prayer won't save you. Paul didn't tell the jailer, hey, pray this prayer and repeat after me and you'll be saved. He said, believe. I don't have to follow. You don't have to just believe. But I will say this, your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. And if you're ready to declare Jesus Christ as Lord, just like this jailer, then believe. Say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And right now, as best as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. Now help me live for you all the days of my life. If that's you at both of our locations, if you're watching online, you can let us know. If that's you, would you be so bold right now and say, Pastor, I just want you to know, Jesus just radically changed my life and he opened my eyes and he tugged in my heart and I responded. Would you be so bold right now just to raise your hand, just like in the first set, raise your hand, come on, get it up, come on. Anybody else, come on, keep them up there. That's awesome. You can put your hand down. Now listen to me, everybody raise your hand. Here's what I ask you to do. Would you go out to the next step area? You can, both of our locations, just right outside. We have some resources we wanna give you. 
as you take this step in faith, walking with Jesus. Also want to ask you to do this. We're ready, man. Let's get baptized. We're doing it right now. But I don't have my clothes. We got things to change it to. I don't get my hair. We'll get you get your hair did. We got stuff where you get everything ready to go. You'll be fine. But I'm going to the, the apple orchard or whatever after. You, you have, it's hot. You'll be great. You're wet. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Come on. Right now, we're getting ready to baptize people. Jump in. Put the jersey on. Show the team what Jesus is doing in your life. Immediately, him and his whole household was baptized. Come on. So here's what we're going to do. We got just a few minutes. We're getting out a little early on time today. Well, actually not early on time. That's because I only had one cup of coffee. That's another whole story. But here's what we're going to do. Salvation has just entered the house this morning and Jesus saved people this morning already at our locations. That's amazing. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to stand your feet, bow your head. I'm going to pray. Everybody stand up. And we're going to praise Him for saving people. We're going to praise Him for what He's doing in your life. I don't feel like praising Him. You're going to praise Him anyway. And you're going to break that chain that's holding you back. So come on, would you pray? Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it's relevant. Thank you that it speaks to us. Thank you, Father, that salvation has visited the house this morning and you changed people and you saved people. We rejoice of that. And Lord, there's so many things that compete with our heart that's worth things that we want to worship. But God, you are the only thing, the only person worthy of our praise. So Father, I pray right now that you will break chains. You will heal marriages. You will heal people physically. You'll bring prodigals home. That you'll do something in our life. You will change our circumstances. You'll change our perspective. That God, more than anything, that right now that you will inhabit the praises of your people because we are about to praise you. For you are worthy of our praise. We love you. We adore you. We bless you. And Lord, we praise you. For it's in Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us online today. If while watching this message, you were led to take a next step or made the decision to start following Jesus, we would love to celebrate with you. Let us know on our website at betterlife.church slash next steps. To stay connected throughout the week, download the Better Life app and consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast. Lastly, if you'd like to support what God is doing through this ministry, you can give online at betterlife.church slash give now. We're praying you have a great week and hope to see you again soon. 